This week, it was a fun week. This week, I was looking back at some old photos of our family, which is a blast. I don't really love looking back at old photos of myself because I go, man, when did I get so gray? Or when did I, when did I lose all that hair? What did I put on that, right? I don't like to look at a picture of myself, but I love looking at pictures of my kids. Because you see, like, all, like, you don't realize how big they are and how much they've grown until you go back and you look. And so I was flipping through and I saw pictures of my son's first fish. That was kind of cool. We're going to throw it up there. Yep, there it is. Pretty cute, right? I saw pictures of my daughter's first Easter and them dressed up in their, look at that, their Easter best. My son never brushes his hair, so that's like the one time right there. And then you see funny pictures. I saw a picture of my son um, looking cool with a diaper on his head. What do you think about this? Yep. <laughs> we, we got a picture of uh, my daughter's uh, bad hair day. Check this out. Yep. <laughs> we call that her bouffant. She had a bouffant that day, right? And then, and then my personal favorite picture of my son Luke with a lawnmower stuck around his neck. Yep. <laughs> Is it bad that my first thought was, go get the camera before help my son? Yeah, yeah. Anyway, it's fun to look back. And this is the time of year at church when we also look back. So we kind of looking back at the past year and where we've been and what God has done. And it's hard to believe, but um, this week is our one-year anniversary. Isn't that amazing? So we've been, we've been in existence for one year. We started, we called it our soft launch. So we started uh, our pre-launch services February 7th, 2015. And we did that for eight weeks. Just kind of, these are the folks that were part of one of the other campuses of Grace Church. And so we need a little time together to get to know each other and to figure out how to do this. Like how to do church where you set up and you tear down and, uh, and, all, and everything that goes with that. And so I was thinking back just to like what it's been like over the past year. And the first thing I remember is even before we launched uh, any services, we launched groups. We launched grace groups. So like six months, actually six months before we launched our first service, we launched our small groups. And I, I'll tell you again, we, you know, we had our group connect last week, which you know, we, we got all of our groups in one room. We're really encouraging to get connected to a group. I want to say it again. Get connected to a group. Like this is this is like half the experience here at Grace Church. But in a group, you know, you get a chance to like really know people and hear what's going on in their lives and open your lives up to others. So I was thinking back about that and how good that was for us to have our group start meeting ahead of time. And I was thinking like the first month or so, we only had like half of our equipment. Because when we ordered it, it wasn't ready for us. And so uh, Jim Hanna and John Case and I drove up to, to Detroit, Michigan, and picked up this trailer and brought it back, and it was just the kids' stuff. And so everything else, like everything in here, we just kind of had to make do with. So, so we had a little bit of stuff, and then we borrowed other stuff. You know, we just kind of scaled things down. Everything was sort of makeshift. You know, you remember that, um, remember that show in the 80s called MacGyver? Anybody remember MacGyver? Yeah, MacGyver was a guy that could, like, build or fix. I don't even remember what the show's about, but he could, like, fix anything with, you know, some rope, a mousetrap, and chewing gum, you know? So, so we had some MacGyvers that were part of our launch. These guys could just, like, 
fix anything, and we needed them all of the time because just things happen, you know? And so, like, a computer would go down, you know? Oh, no, the computer crashed. What do we do? And if guys step and be like, I can fix it. I've seen a mousetrap, a hamster wheel, and some hubba bubba, right? And they do it. I mean, it was amazing what they did. But then I was remembering that uh, two out of the first three, or three out of the first four, I can't remember, uh, weekends that we, that we launched, we had level two snow emergencies. And so we're, we're telling these trailers, <laughs> when there's not supposed to be any cars on the road, we're towing them over here, which is amazing. Never one accident. It blows my mind. I was happy I was preaching those weeks and not driving the trailers those weeks. But then we had um, our, our like, official launch, and that was Easter of last year, this past Easter. So it was April 4th, 2015. And we had no idea what to expect. Like, no idea. This is such a leap of faith for us to leave the other campuses that, that we all love to step out into this community and, like, start for real. And I tell you what, we were absolutely blown away by what God did. That, that first Easter, our first public service, we had 381 people here. We're like, what? Where did everybody come from? It was absolutely amazing how God does what God promises to do. And so we, we experience that, and we step back, and we're like, man, like, I, guess, I guess we can do this, you know? I didn't, we didn't know if we could do it, but I, I, guess, I guess we can do this. And, and we said that because, not because we're something special or anything amazing or anything like that. We're not. But because God is special, and God is amazing, and God does what he promises to do. Who, who promises to build their church? Jesus, right? And we got to remember that. You know where that comes from? It actually comes from Matthew 16. Matthew 16, 18. Jesus is talking to his disciples, and he says, Who do people say I am? Who do you get, who, who, what are you hearing? Who do people say I am? And they say, Well, some people uh, think you're like the reincarnation of John the Baptist. Some people think you're the prophet Elijah reincarnated, or Jeremiah, or one of the other prophets. And Jesus looks at his disciples and he says, how about you? Who do you say I am? And then Peter stands up and he says, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. You're the, essentially saying, you're the savior. You're God's son. And Jesus responds to him. He says, blessed are you that God has revealed this to you, Peter. And you are Peter. Peter, in the original language, is Petros, and it means rock. He says, you are Peter. You're a rock. And on this rock, the gospel, what you just said about me, that I'm the Messiah, that I'm the son of the living God, you're Peter, rock. And on this rock, the gospel, I will build my church. It says, and the gates of Hades, the gates of hell, will not be able to overcome it. And guys, that's what we're seeing. (laughs) That's, that's exactly what God is doing with us. God is building something powerful with us collectively and with us individually. And so ever since then, you know, we have this, this big Easter service. And ever since then, we're trying to figure out what it looks like for us to, to kind of broaden our foundation as a campus and, and reach this community that we love, this community of Barberton. And it's been a blast. And like, you know, I was just thinking back this week. It's so fun to think back at how we started and where God has brought us. I was thinking about the Power Kids ministry. You know, there's, there are, 
dozens of kids down there right now in a big open gym with curtain walls. <laughs> and they love it. They have an absolute blast. And it's because people like Tyler Jensen and, and Charlie and Laura Zollinger and, and Aaron Daisy and Maddie and Brenda Kashner have stepped up and developed teams. Many of you are serving on those teams. And they're loving our kids down there. This summer we did Bible camp. It was amazing. Charlie and, and Tyler led that, all of the, the skits, and it was so crazy. It was so fun. And kids are coming to know Jesus. I was thinking about July 4th. You guys remember July 4th? So July 4th landed on a Saturday this past year, and we weren't able to be here in the school, and so we had to get creative. Like, what are we going to do? Well, let's go to the park. Let's rent out the park, and uh, we'll do a little worship in the pavilion, and then we'll just have fun. We'll have a picnic, and we'll get to know each other. And guys, it was so powerful. And people just walking by, just walking through the park, and then got a chance to hang out with them and connect with them. Some of them are connected with us today because of that July 4th thing. It was so fun. It was amazing. And then I was thinking about the backpacks. You know, at the beginning of the year, this is a really cool thing about renting space at a school. At the beginning of the year, we went to the school and we said, what can we do to help you? Like, what can we do to make a difference with the kids here? And they said, well, you know, a lot of our kids, a lot of our families struggle with backpacks and school supplies. And so we said, what if we shoot for a hunt with, to, to like collect 100 backpacks and all the school supplies they need for the year? And I remember thinking about that number. <laughs> we were talking about, like, what, what number should we give them? And we said 100. I remember thinking about that, thinking, wow, are we going to be able to collect? We're, we're like 200 people. How are we going to collect 100 backpacks? And you guys did it. And we got a chance, some of us, a few of us, got a chance then to come over here and pass them out to these kids and families. It should be a blessing to them. It was so powerful. And then, just a couple days later, so that was right before school started, a couple days later, we got a chance, the staff, our staff got a chance to serve the staff here lunch on their first day of school. Because first day of school for teachers is crazy, right? And so we said, well, let's, let us do lunch for you. And so uh, we made them lunch and just got a chance to hang out with them and get to know them. And it was powerful. It's just a great way to bless them. And, it may, and I think about our student ministry. Tyler Jensen uh, has, has been commissioned to, to start to launch and develop our student ministry. And he's doing it. And so we have students, middle school and high school students, that are meeting together and hearing about the gospel and more and more are getting plugged in and getting to, to connect with each other. I think about this, this hunter's dinner. This was a little bit out of my comfort zone. I'm not a hunter. I've never actually shot a gun other than a BB gun. But I thought there's a lot of hunters in the community here in Barbara, and there's a ton of them. And so we rented out the Band Boosters Hall, in Barberton, and uh, we brought in a speaker that was well known to these other hunters who would come and share the gospel with them, and then we just got a chance to hang out with them, and, and lots of people showed up. It was so fun. It was so crazy. Deer heads on the walls, crossbows being one. It was a blast. And then I think about trunk or treat, you know? We, so Halloween this past year landed on a Saturday as well. And so I said, man, we need to do, we need to cancel, this is what we did. We need to cancel services and we need to do something to impact the community. And so we canceled services, uh, we dressed up like Happy Meals and whatnot, right? And uh, I think we had about 50 cars in the back parking lot that were trunk or treat. And we uh, saw so many people from the community, so many people we'd never seen before 
that uh, just came. We passed out little flyers to all the students here, and it was a blast. It was so fun to come alongside of them and get to know them. I think about our communion services. Uh, A few months ago, we did communion services as a body for the very first time. And I'll I'll tell you this, communion services for me are one of the, uh, I don't know, top two or three uh, things that my favorite things that we do here as a church. It's powerful because it's all focused on Jesus. The whole service is focused on Jesus. And we did our first services here as a body, and it was so cool. And I'll say this, we're going to do communion services again coming up this spring. I really encourage you, if you haven't experienced communion services as part of Grace Church, it's incredible. It's incredible. I encourage you to come be a part of that. Uh, and then I think about baptisms. We had our first baptisms, I don't know, six months ago, something like that. And we saw seven people stand up in front of everybody and say, I'm a follower of Jesus and I want everybody to know it. I'm committed to him for the rest of my life. And one of the things that we were praying for um, throughout our launch is that God would give us a lot of diversity as a campus. I really love that. I hate, I hate it when everybody's just like me. You know what I mean? I'm a little annoying, so I hate it when everybody's like me, right? But I love being around people that are different. And we had seven people that were baptized that night that were so different, like different backgrounds, different experiences, different ages. It was so beautiful, so powerful. We'll do more baptisms coming up. And then I think about child dedication. We did this last week for the second time. We got lots of babies around here, right? We did this last week uh, for the second time. It was so cool for these parents to stand up with these young kids and say, I want to raise these kids to come to know Jesus. And then us as a body to be able to surround them and say, we want to help you raise your kids to come to know Jesus. It's powerful. And then last thing, I think about uh, just, what, a month, month and a half ago, our Christmas service, our Christmas Eve service. And it was another one of those where we couldn't do services here at the school uh, because they were on break. And so he said, well, let's be creative. How about we rent out the theater in downtown Barberton? And so we went to Lake Cinema and uh, got to be in their, their kind of big theater and do our services there. And it was amazing. We were, we were packed in there, which is so cool. And uh, we got a chance to worship God. See, the church isn't the building, right? Like the building doesn't matter. It's the people. And so the church got to go to the theater to celebrate Jesus' birth. Just a powerful time together. And so I look back at this and I think, like, this is, this is because you guys step up and you serve and you give of your time, of your resources, of your skills, so sacrificially, so generously. And I want to say thank you. Like, we could not do any of this without literally dozens of people stepping up and sacrificing so much to do it. And and this is just our campus. Like, this is just us. Probably some of you don't know this. Grace Church, we're, we're Grace Church. We're one campus of Grace Church, but Grace Church is actually four campuses. We're, we're one in Barberton, there's one in Norton, there's one in Bath, there's one in Medina. And God is doing, so we're the youngest campus, we're the newest campus, but God is doing incredible things all around Grace Church. And so what some of the campus pastors, actually all the campus pastors, we, we talked, talking to our senior pastor, and we said, you need to shoot a little video that we can show at our, each of our state of the churches that, where you just kind of talk about some of the things that God's been doing across Grace Church and share a little bit of the vision that we all are united in having looking forward to the future. So I want to do that. I want to take, it's, a, it's about an eight-minute video. This is kind of 
kind of atypical for us. We don't usually do this. But I want you to see. His name's Jeff Bogue. He's our senior pastor. Um, I refer to him as the more important Jeff around Grace Church, right? Uh, but I want to show you this video. It's about eight minutes long just to get a little bit of a glimpse of some of the stuff going on around Grace Church. So why don't we show that video? It's been an incredible year here at Grace Church, and I love the purpose of our church. We are a gospel-centered movement that seeks to help people know Jesus by knowing it, living it, and giving it away. And we will do anything to help Jesus make sense, especially in places where the gospel is not clear and accessible. And if I take that as the foundation of measurement to look back on 2015 Uh, I can honestly look and say God has been unbelievably faithful to us and blessed us in a tremendous, tremendous way. Uh, We've seen over 300 people come to know Christ this last year here at Grace Church. Tons of folks be baptized, even more uh, go through discipleship, being grounded in God's Word, tied into biblical community, all the things that are deeply valuable and really powerful in our walk with God are happening in great and awesome ways. And then we we look at our passion to make the gospel clear and accessible in places where it's hard to find. God has opened up enormous opportunities for that as well. Uh, So when when I look at all of the inner city work that happens, all the global mission work that happens, hundreds of us who have gone on short term trips, hundreds of us who volunteer Uh, in uh, the harder communities on a regular basis. Uh, The love and the presence of Grace Church literally is all over the globe, and the ability to help hurting people is a tangible thing that's a a regular and a steady part of our lives. We do that in formal ways, too. So, man, when I think of, like, Craig and Jackie Palmer, so proud of them. They're they're on the ground full-time in Chad, Africa now. Really proud of Mitch and Susan Sintik, who are also now leaving and being going to be on the ground full-time in Chad, Africa as well. And of course, Doug and Jackie Jensen, uh, who are there in the Cameroon, and others of our missionaries, uh, Mark and Candy Ritzman, who are working up in Cleveland full-time, helping to start churches. You just look at the fruit of Grace Church and that we as a family can stand behind and support and send out those that we love and then stand with them as they advance the gospel. What a blast to be a part of that. And God is doing that more and more. And then I look through all of our individual campuses, and uh, I just see a thriving, exciting church. I look at our Medina campus. God is working great things there. People coming to know Christ and be baptized. They are amazing with discipleship at the Medina campus. Uh, connecting with people, tying them into biblical community. Uh, They led the way on the E4 studies and just so proud of them, so grateful for all God's doing there. It's fun they got to get into their new building this year, and so that was a blast as well. Uh, I look at our Norton campus. God just continues to use the Norton campus and the Norton community in such a powerful way. They are really setting the pace for community involvement and integration Uh, When you look at uh, all of the faculty and staff of the Norton School Systems, the police department, the judiciary, the FBI, and Grace Church uh, teaming up together to deal with human sex trafficking, what an amazing testimony to years of investment into a community and now a trust and a partnership that exists there. 
and I, I'm grateful for that. And of course, the Norton campus has led the way. They're the first campus to start a second campus, and so the Barberton campus, of course, is kind of our big win for 2015, and Jeff Martell and the team there at Barberton, it's incredible what God's doing. A couple hundred people a week going to a church that didn't exist a year ago, people coming to know Christ, being baptized, faithful servants of the Lord, doing the hard work, setting up and tearing down and creating life groups, but doing it, and it's it's has it, it's having fruit, and God is using it in awesome ways. And then I look at our Bath campus, and Bath is continuing to thrive. Uh, hundreds of people coming to know Christ, being discipled, uh, being baptized, uh, really leading the way in many ways with leadership development and uh, internships, helping to raise up the next generation of leaders for the movement of God. Uh, we got to open up the discipleship wing at the Bath Campus this year. That's awesome. Uh, and seeing that filled up uh, daily with people learning God's word and being discipled in who he is and what he's about. So when you when you take that collective effort that is Grace Church and you realize that we get to reach the world and reach our community, it's absolutely fantastic what God continues to do through us. And when I look ahead and I look into the next year and even the years to come, uh, we look and say our, our dream is 30 and 30. We want to see 30 campuses in 30 years. We have four so far. So we want to open 26 more. Well, I see God opening those opportunities as well. Um, we are beginning to interact with uh, a church in Ellet, and we're in the process of joining with them for them to become our next campus. And so, Lord willing, that will become a reality here in 2016. Uh, we're also together collectively really pouring energy and effort into raising up the new generation of leaders. We have 40 full-time students in our Moody program from all of our campuses. Uh, we want even more. Uh, we're doubling down, teaming up together to create internships and ministry training opportunities to raise up the next generation of pastors and missionaries and workers in the church. And when I look at all that God is letting us do, the movement of grace where we can look and say, boy, if, if in two or three hundred years the echoes of what we do today are, are still happening because the movement of grace, this gospel-centered movement that God has ignited, continues to, to uh, spark and move and build the kingdom of God. Guys, it is, it is unbelievably fun and a deep, deep privilege to do that together. What, what we have here at Grace Church is unique and God is building for himself a powerful church. And our unity, our commitment to common vision, our willingness to sacrifice for each other and with each other, it's unusual. It really is unusual. And I believe that God is blessing that and is going to continue to bless it in great ways. Uh, when Heidi and I were praying about uh, starting the Bath Campus and then praying again about being the senior pastor of Grace Church, uh, we never prayed for a big church. I have never said that prayer one time, never prayed for a big church. What we prayed for was a brave church, a church that would step out on faith, a church that would take a risk, a church that would dream big dreams that were so big that God would have to show up 
in order for them to become realities. And God has answered that prayer thousands of times over. And so I feel so privileged and so proud and so honored to be a part of Grace Church. And I'm so excited about what God has for us in the future and so grateful for what he's given us this last year. It's pretty cool, huh? Yeah. We have uh, this vision that um, is a pretty enormous vision. (laughs) And to be honest with you, it scares me at times, but I love it because it's really hard and it's going to take a lot of work and uh, it's going to take God doing something absolutely supernatural. You heard Jeff talk about 30 for 30. That's, that's kind of the vision that we have, 30 campuses or 30 churches over 30 years. And so we're actually three years into that right now, and we've got four campuses. And so uh, we've got, what, 27 years to start 26 more campuses. And guys, listen, that's no magic number. Like, no one's going to be disappointed if we start 29 campuses or 28 campuses, but it's a goal, and it's a huge goal. Like I say, scares us a little bit, and we'll absolutely take God doing what only God can do to build it. And so, and, you know, we're not just throwing campuses up to, to do it, and we're not just doing it to make a name for ourselves or anything like that. We want our campuses to be healthy and strong and growing. That's, that's really important for us, which means that we need to resource our campus as well. Part of that resource is money, which that's kind of the easier part, to be honest with you. God's provided that over and over and over again through you guys. The harder part of it is leaders, developing leaders to start these campuses. You know, leaders that, t- helping, helping young leaders and finding them that love Jesus, that love people, and know how to lead. That's, that is a big, big challenge, which means, you know, we, we've got to uh, spend a lot of time teaching people and helping people get experiences and developing them. So you heard Jeff talk about interns, you know. We, we bring, uh, we've already got a lot of interns at our campuses, but we call them next generation leaders, right? We, the goal is to bring on many, many more young leaders uh, with a lot more intentionality and a lot more intensity so that we can train them and come alongside of them. And so at our campus, right now at our campus, Tyler Jensen is, is an intern. He's doing an incredible job, and more and more are coming. So what this means for us is that uh, I fully expect over the next five years, don't you listen, I want to see your eyes. I fully expect over the next five years that you and I will be a part of, as the Barberton campus, our little old campus, will be a part of planting another campus in the next five years. I fully expect that. We're not ready yet. We're one year into it, right? Medina's not ready yet, although they're getting close. They're three and a half years into it. It's amazing what God's doing in Medina. Right? But I fully expect us to do that, for God to do that through us. And I wonder, how that, I wonder how that perks your ears. Like I wonder what that makes you think of in your hearts when you think about that. See, we're not, we're not here to simply uh, build a big church in Barberton. We're not here to grow a big tree, so to speak, in Barberton, on the east side of Barberton, that produces fruit that's going to feed just the east side of Barberton. That's, that's not our goal, to, to grow one big mega church as a campus. Our goal is to plant a forest 
to plant a forest of trees. And each of them is producing fruit that's not going to just reach their local area, but it's going to reach all of northeast Ohio. And it's going to stretch all the way around the world. I told you, it's a crazy vision, right? It's crazy. It's amazing. It's awesome. So when I look at our campus... Uh, and I look at year two of our campus, I, I think of three things, three focuses that we really need to have, okay? Three things. As I look at us in year two that we really need to and are going to be focusing on. Uh, three words. I guess four words. Organize, plant roots, and expand. These are three things that we need to focus on. I'm going to take a couple minutes to just kind of make sure we're all on the same page with what I mean by each of those. Organize, plant roots, and expand. So our first year, let's talk about organizing. Our first year, uh, it was spent kind of getting things started and getting teams in place and trying to get a minimal number of, of people on each team so that we could get this thing up and going. And the staff, you know, we're kind of just getting to know each other, you know. A lot of John came in new and... Uh, Athena and I had worked together, but Rebecca and Tyler are new, and so we're kind of getting to know each other and understand our gifts and, and, and strengths and weaknesses and all those things. Now we got a lot of things going. There's a lot of things that are happening, and what we need to do is we need to organize ourselves to maximize growth. Like that, that's, that is so important for us. God brings, you guys, if you were in here last, uh, last week, first service, it was, ridic- like, we're, it was ridiculously full in here. God brings, we set up more chairs this week or more benches this week. You're a little more comfortable? Good. <laughs> but God is bringing more and more and more people. And we have to care for them. And we got to love them. And we have to help them get integrated. And so we need this year to really focus on reorganizing ourselves to maximize growth. We need to train new leaders. We need to entrust leadership to them as much as possible as they lead and develop different ministries. And so at first, our staff kind of led a lot of the different groups, a lot of the things happening. Listen, staff doesn't need to lead everything. Staff shouldn't lead everything. That's, That's not biblical. Truth is, many of you are far more gifted than any of us that are on staff at doing particular things. And what we need to do is help get you in places where you can use your gifts and you can use your passions to be a blessing to other people. And so, so we're going to reorganize some stuff. And so you're going to see, you might see some of that. You will see some of that around. Hopefully, it'll all be good and helpful. That's the goal. And some of you will be asked to step up and serve and lead in ways that you've never done before. And that's exciting because you're gifted and because you're passionate. So that's the first thing, organize. Second thing we need to do is we need to, to plant some roots. So it's, it, it seriously kind of blows my mind what God has done over the last year with us with no building in rented space, right? And what he's developing and what he's growing. And it's because you guys have stepped up and you guys have been so committed and so sacrificial in so many ways. But we know that we need some space in Barberton to do ministry Sunday through Friday, right? We got seven hours here on Saturday. That's, that's been a good start for us. But we need some space to do ministry Sunday through Friday. And so our plan is to either buy or rent a building in Barberton in order to do a lot more ministry than what we're doing right now. 
We need a place that we can kind of dig, send deep roots down into the ground. We need a place where um, our staff can be. Right now, our staff, our Barberton staff is at the Norton campus, which has been a great blessing to us, but we're ready to, to be in Barberton. We need to be in Barberton. We need to have some space for groups to meet. All of our grace groups meet in people's houses or restaurants, which is cool, but it would be really helpful to have some space of our own as well for classes, like our Know It class, Live It class, give it away a class. We need some space for our student ministry. Right now they're meeting at Tyler's house, which is cool. Sometimes it gets a little creepy when he's inviting students over to his house, right? You know what I'm saying? We need some space in order to do that. And, uh, and hopefully um, have some space in order to do this, in order to do our worship services. Although, I'll be honest with you, I love doing it here. It, it, it's hard. It's so much work, but it is so worth it because of the doors that it opens up. And we need space to do some community outreach, some things to really affect and draw, to serve and draw the community into us. And so unless God takes us in a direction that's completely unexpected right now, and sometimes God does that, right? But unless he does that, our plan is to plant some roots in the community through some real estate this year. And more than likely, I'll say this to you, more than likely, I'll come asking for your help with that. You guys uh, are gifted in so many of the, the trades that can do, uh, and, and people like me can just do some grunt work, you know? But we'll come back and we'll ask you, because we all got skin in the game, right? We'll ask you for your help with that. And I want to say this too. None of these decisions, like as we talk about real estate, buying buildings or renting buildings or whatever, none of these decisions are made by me unilaterally. Like you guys need to know that. I have a team, actually I have multiple teams of people around me that help me with those decisions. So I have something called a steering team, which is kind of like our elders. We don't have any elders at our campus yet because being an elder is a very, very big deal. So we we don't rush into that. But I have a steering team, which are guys from our campus that are not on staff but are great leaders and thinkers and we get together regularly and we talk about this stuff. I'm very open with the staff and kind of get feedback and we think through and we bounce ideas off each other as well. Um, Part of uh, being a part of Grace Church is we have something called an administrative board of elders which is kind of the the highest board in the church and so that's comprised of other campus pastors some administrators and then some other elders at the church and so we don't make any of those big decisions with Without getting approval through them. So I just want you to know, like all of this stuff that, that we talk about, it's vetted in multiple different groups by a lot of different people. Like you guys need to know that. And if you have questions about any of this stuff, um, there's no secrets. Like, just come talk to me. You know, we'll schedule a time to, to sit down. If you have ideas, I'd love, love to hear those as well. But um, if you have questions about anything, we'd do our best to be upfront and answer any of those questions you have. Make sense? So, so that's the second thing. So we're going to organize. We're going we're gonna to shoot deep roots in, right? We're going to plant roots. And then the third thing is to expand. There's, there's one thing I promise you that we will do this year. I promise you that we'll do this year. I promise you that we will try new things. As long as I am the leader of this campus, we're going to stretch ourselves and we're going to do stuff that we've never done before. We won't be people who do what we do just because we did it before. That's not going to be who, we're, who we are. We're going to be people that take risks. I love, I love that Jeff said that in the video. It's part of what we do as Grace Church. We step out and we take risks. We do things. We'll try things that other people haven't done before. We'll try things that other people have done before and have worked, have been effective. We'll do that too. 
and we'll hold on to the things that we're doing that are effective. But we're not going to just keep doing the things that we did in the past because we want to grow and we want to expand in creative ways. It's really important to us. And we won't be afraid to fail. We won't be afraid to fail. I promise you that we'll make mistakes this year. I promise you that there'll be some things. We'll put a lot of thought into it. We'll try our best to kind of know what's coming, organize. We'll do it, and it won't turn out the way that we thought. And we'll fail. We'll make mistakes. I promise you that. And listen, I'm okay with that. And I need you to be okay with that. I need you to be okay with that. I need, I need you to expect that. When you do things that people aren't doing, you make mistakes at times and you fail at times. And we'll do both of those things. But I also promise you this. We'll learn from our mistakes. And we'll try really hard not to make the same mistake twice. So, Lord willing... Everything that you see around us that we're doing right now, Lord willing, is going to grow. It's going to expand. And that involves you guys. Like, we need you guys to step out in ways that maybe you haven't before. Maybe that you feel like are really stretching for you. And we're going to ask you to do those things. So hopefully, a year from now, as we talk about this stuff, our Power Kids team is going to be expanded. And they're going to be doing new and crazy and fun things that your kids are going to absolutely love. Our creative arts teams are going to expand. That's, that's audio, visual, band, right? Lighting, set design. All of those teams are going to grow and expand. All of our first impressions teams, ushers, greeters, parking lot folks, all those people that make you feel welcome, coffee folks, set up and tear down. Our, our grace groups, Lord willing, are going to expand. We have another group starting. We have two new groups that just started. We have another group starting here soon. Lord willing, God just continues to add to those things and other new ministries that we have no idea of yet. It's exciting, and it's fun. So those, so those are the three emphases for us. We're going to organize, we're going to plant deep roots, and we're going to expand. So I want to um, kind of close our time by looking at something that Jesus said uh, that a year and a half ago when we did our soft, so this is before we had any services here, and we had some informational meetings just kind of talking about the Barberton campus. Um, something that God really rooted deeply in my heart at the time that um, really was a driving force for us to step out and launch this campus. And I want to share some of this with you right now. I want to I remind us really a little bit about this. And so it's in Matthew chapter 9. Uh, we're going to throw it up on the screen here in a second. But if you want to follow along in your Bibles, Matthew's the first book in the Bible, right? I'm sorry, in the New Testament of the Bible. Uh, Matthew chapter 9. And as, I, as we read this, as we read this together, I want you to think about your part in what Jesus is saying here. Okay, so don't, don't just listen, but think about, like, make this personal. Think about what your part is in what Jesus is talking about here, okay? Here it is, Matthew chapter 9, we'll throw it up on the screen, starting in verse 35. Jesus went through all the towns and villages, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom, and healing every disease and sickness. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them. Literally, that means that word compassion is a, is a loaded word. It means like his insides. It literally means his bowels were moved, which sounds gross. Don't take it that way. But it means his insides were like twisted, like his guts were wrenched. He felt that pit in his stomach. So he sees these crowds of people and his guts are wrenched. He has compassion on them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. 
And then he said to his disciples, he looked at them, he said, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. He says, ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. Guys, when I, when I read that and when I think about it, I get a little emotional, to be honest with you. Because there are so many, as we walk out these doors, you drive through Barberton, drive downtown, drive through downtown afterwards tonight. You walk out these doors and you see so many people that are harassed and helpless. They're hurting. Life, this world and life has gotten the best of them over and over and over again. And they're looking for something. They're looking for like a foundation to build their life on, to stand upon. They're looking for hope. They're looking for truth. They're looking to be genuinely loved. And it says, when Jesus looks out, it says his guts are wrenched. I look out and it wrenches my gut. Like there's that pit in my stomach. It breaks my heart because these are people that are loved by God so deeply, so totally, and they don't know it. They have no idea. All they can see is the hurt and the pain in their life and the struggle that they're dealing with. So I feel that, and I hope you feel it too. It's good to feel that. It's good to have our hearts broken by those things, right? And that's, I'm sure it does for many of you. That's why you're here. You don't want to just sit with, your, with, with you know, your heart broken, with your guts wrenched. You want to step out and you want to do something about it. I love that. And I want us to do something about that together. The harvest is plentiful, right? There are so many people right around us all the time. Your neighbors, your coworkers, your friends who are harassed and hurting and helpless that we could have a voice in their life. And Jesus tells us that although the harvest is plentiful, the workers are few. And I see that too. I see that too. Because it's so easy for us to fall into the mindset of, of me taking care of me, right? Like, I got, I got to look out for myself. I feel that, and I bet you feel that too. So easy. No one has, we've said this over and over in here, self-centeredness is our default. Like, no one has to, has to remind me to think about myself. No one has to remind me to care about my needs. I see it. I see it in me. And so Jesus tells us to pray and ask the Lord of the harvest to raise up and send out more workers into the harvest field, to raise up people who will step outside of themselves and love others and serve others and do everything short of sin to help make Jesus make sense to people that are lost and hurting. <laughs> That's what we get a chance to do. To help them experience the peace and the hope and the purpose that can only come through a relationship with the God of the universe through Jesus Christ. And I look around, guys, and it's already happening. Like, this has been our prayer. This has is, this is driven us. This is what sent us out. We wanted to be workers going out into the harvest field, sacrificing our own wants, our own desires in order to make a difference with the gospel. And I see it. The number of people that we have connected with us today, a year later, is so much more. It's probably double what we had when we launched. And it's amazing. And, and I'll tell you what it makes me do. It makes me feel so grateful for you guys. Like, and it, so grateful for you and how you give and how you sacrifice. But even more than that, it makes me so grateful to God 
for doing exactly what he promised to do. He's building his church, right? And you and I get a chance to be a part of it. You and I have the privilege of being a part of it.